Hey guys, it's Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. <laughs> Had to put some soul into it. I like it. I like it. Let me close the door again. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez, way to go. Had one job. You had one job. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, and we're your hosts, Rebecca and Lily. So I right, right before we hit record, I had to ask you when August 21st landed on, which is Wednesday. Yes. And we don't record or release anything on a Wednesday, but our, this episode is going to air right before the new Ghost Hunters <gasps> series comes out with Grant Wilson. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I'm, if, excited. I'm, I'm super excited. It's crazy. I find it very Interesting that not only is Grant Wilson coming out with the new Ghost Hunters, but now Steve and Tango are coming out with their own show, I believe, on travel. Yeah. Um, called that? Ghost Nation. When is that? Is that September? I feel like it, it airs in... Let me see. Yeah. But um, I just... I found that very interesting that within like a month, like they're auto, like they're coming out with a new show on two different stations. So now Ghost Hunters isn't going to be on sci-fi. It's going to be on A&E, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting because I used to watch Paranormal State on A&E. Remember I that remember show? Paranormal State. I used to go home for lunch and watch it with my mom. Okay. <laughs> I, this is, I don't know if I've said this on an episode before, but for the longest time, I planned on going to Penn State just to join their paranormal group. I was tempted. I... That was goals. Like, why else would you go to college if you weren't going to join a exactly. ghost hunting ghost team? Ghost hunting specifically. Like, what? I would spend $50,000 on tuition for what? You could get your EVP degree. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding that one in, huh? I'm sorry. I'm really out of it. Um, so Ghost Nation is on, is going to be on Travel Channel? Yeah. And that airs in October. In October, okay. Oh, I think I think we should um we should reach out to Steve and Tango yes. and try to get them on the show, right? Hey, we have a podcast. I want to be on it. Yeah. We didn't even get to finish. So, um backtrack to that story. We talked about this in another episode, in one of our earlier episodes when we first started, but um for our new listeners. Yes. We attended Para Unity in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you thought it was Peronity. If no that doesn't ring a bell. Capitalization, okay. <laughs> and we met Grant Wilson. Mm-hmm. We you met, met. You got to meet Grant. I yes. I had to go to work. Um, and I also met Grant like another time when I was like 13. But whatever. And Steve Gonzalez and Dave Tango. Oh my God. And let me tell you, these guys are the most down to earth people so you've ever normal. met. Lily, you want to tell the story about when we met Dave and Tango? Sure. So Dave and Tango. Dave and Tango. Well, Steve and Tango. I do that all the time. So, but, so. but then when I say Steve and Tango, I feel like I'm saying the wrong name. Yeah, I get that. That's Anyways, what happens when you overthink. Yeah. So now, so we waited in line for a good amount of time, actually. Mm-hmm. Probably like an hour. Yeah. Well, felt like an hour. Yeah. minutes? Maybe. Whatever it was. It was a good amount of time. It might have been an hour. Anyways. And we finally got up and we were and we were going and we were getting to meet these people, but we also brought Rebecca's mom has printed out so many podcast flyers. And if you would like a signed one, you can go to our Patreon link in bio or email us at justgoolythingspodcast at I love the plug. <laughs> that did me I, I love the plug. It. Yes. You're getting yes. the hang of it. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. 
Anyways, so, and we, you know, would hand them out, but we also wanted them to sign it. And we got up, and uh, Steve was, like, the first one to meet, and we got up, and we were like, hey, we have a podcast. And, like, before we could even end the word, he's like, I want to be on it. Like, he didn't even ask what the podcast was about. We could have been talking about, like, sex addicts on, like, the <laughs> podcast. He'd be like, I'll be a part of it. But he was so cool. And then we met Tango, and Tango was in Mickey Mouse Vans, and I was in Vans, and I was like, we're a squad now, sorry. We're best friends now, sorry. And then he followed us. Yes. And I was like, thank you so much. And now Steve follows us, so we're pretty much all best friends. Yeah, it's... And I harass them on the daily about being on their show. (laughs) I always DM them, like, whenever they're, like, filming, I'm like, so, where's the invite? Ah. And, and usually Steve reads my message and then doesn't answer till the next day. And then <laughs> he answers at least. I, I respect it. I respect it. I but like, I, I see that they're in like New Jersey, but they're in South Jersey. And I'm like, wow, wow. avoiding us. They're probably Un- like, understandably those, so. Yeah, they're probably like, do you remember those two podcast girls? We gotta stay the hell. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go on the opposite side of New Jersey. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys, we should create a petition to be on. I want to, well, obviously I want to be on Ghost Hunters too because that's a bucket list thing. But now I want to be on Ghost Nation. I want to just be on all of them. I Yeah, I just want to be on every paranormal show. So, you guys. We could do Dead Files. Yeah, we yes. We could do. Um, Ghost Brothers. Ghost Brothers! I think we Fucking right yes. In. We, we right would totally fit Brothers. right in. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just, I think that you guys should go on to every single one of these Ghost Hunters Instagrams and tag our page at Just Schooly Things Podcast. And... Plug us. Say we want to be in a paranormal investigation or if you're a part of a paranormal group and you happen to be in the New Jersey, New York area and you guys want two other um, crazy people to join your crew for the night for a paranormal investigation, let us know and email us at justgoalythingspodcast.gmail.com. I know this sounds like a joke, but I'm not even kidding. (laughs) No, we are. We are dead serious. All right, so let's, yes. <laughs> enough of that. Let's get into the episode. Yes, ma'am. All right, so do you want to start with yours? Sure. Okay. Go, so honey buns. This one. <laughs> I it's know. the sweetest thing anyone's ever called me. Aww. Could you imagine? <laughs> Anyways, so this one is called Do Not Play the Game Red Book. And first of all. Now I want to play the game Red Book. When I read this, there is like a woman's like magazine called Red Book. Is it really? It's like one word. Yeah, I don't know if it's still a thing, but it. it I've, I've seen it like, you know, like those magazines in like doctor's offices? Yes. Like, oh, magazine Marie Claire that you don't actually like buy, but they're like on the table. So you just go through yeah. to just try to exactly. stop your anxiety exactly. of being that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Convince yourself you're not dying while you wait for the doctor. Yeah. Um, so Red Book is one of those. And it's, you know, like, you know, geared towards women and whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. So when I first read this, it said, do not play the game Red Book. And I was like. Okay, a bunch of, and I started reading it, and you'll, you'll see where it goes, but I was imagining, like, a bunch of teenagers surrounding a red book magazine, and then after I got through the first paragraph, I was like, okay, no, this is this actually something. This is definitely something. not the same. So, it goes as follows. This is from the Reddit user Lovely Killer Bunny. I like the name. Okay. Someone should watch out for them. <laughs> so, it says... The story is a true event that happened. Do not play the game Red Book. We were all in eighth grade, and we were all obsessed with abandoned places, traveling ghosts, etc. First of all, relatable. Very relatable. Very relatable. And I actually think I could be friends with Killer Bunny. 
Killer bunny. <laughs> I love it. I'm picturing you, Bunicula. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So since we all so back to the story since we all knew that we were all departing to different high schools we wanted to have one last fun time together as a friend group while we still could my friend group consisted of six people including myself for the sake of their privacy i will not be using their real names which is definitely smart i feel i feel you on that one killer mm-hmm. bunny killer bunny wants to take precaution <laughs> my closest friend at the time was mike he lived in the house where all of this took place he was very funny and cool, but his parents were extremely religious, so I'm still surprised that he was down to let us play these games at his house. And there was Jenna, who I have known since elementary school, and she had this weird love connection with Mike. Joey and Caroline were cool too. Joey was best friends with Mike since they were kids, and Caroline was very loud and outgoing, and she claimed that she could feel spirits. I still think that's a load of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, it was Alan and I. He had this disturbing, obsessive crush on me. So, of course, during the whole sleepover, I was a little uncomfortable. I'm sorry you're an uncomfortable killer bunny. I'm surprised that they had a co-ed sleepover. Yeah, true. My parents would have never allowed that. True. Well, that's how you know trust right there. For real. I mean? For real. So, anyways, we had been planning the sleepover... (laughs) We had been planning this sleepover for a couple of weeks, and it had finally started to approach us. We planned to play childish games like Bloody Mary, Baby Blue, etc. During this whole sleepover and the planning of it, we all promised one thing. Do not mess with the ghosts if we do encounter them. And this was written in all caps. Pretty clear. The day finally came, and we all showed up to school with our regular backpacks, but also a bag with our PJs, toothbrushes, etc. This is adorable. I I'm know. Picturing it. The whole school day was exciting, thinking about all of the fun stuff we were going to do after school. And finally, the end of the day came, and we all walked to Mike's house. He lived pretty close to school, and it was about a seven-minute walk. All of my friends were loud and funny, which is, again, relatable, <laughs> which was nice considering that I was sort of quiet. This made the walk on its own to be pretty fun. We made it to Mike's place and we all set our stuff down. (laughs) Mike's family had a good amount of money, so his house was really nice. We spent the first few hours messing around. They went swimming for a little. I couldn't because I was on that time of the month. Mm. Relatable. Uh, We walked to 7-Eleven to get slushies and candy. I'm sorry, pause for a second. This story is so cute. Dude, I am feeling hella nostalgic. Right? Like, ah, I... This is so true when they say... It, you grew up way too fast. Ugh, God. This is going to be back to like the cast parties we would have. Yes. Like so much fun. Okay, anyways. um, So we went to a little playground in the middle of his neighborhood to take a couple of pictures for our social media. Of course. Like you got to do that. That's obligatory. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just like relating to this story so much. Okay. When I read it in my head, it was cute, but like still. So far, the day was going completely as planned, and it was one of the best days of my life. We got back to his house, and since it was pretty dark, we played hide-and-seek without flashlights for a while. And also, isn't that just known as manhunt? Isn't that what we call manhunt? You ever play manhunt? Yeah, I played it with walkie-talkies. <laughs> I love that. All right. It was around 9 o'clock, and it was finally time to start playing the games. And we started off with the game Concentrate, which is a game where you close your eyes, and the person behind you states a ritual about the several ways you could die. 
at the end you are supposedly on the edge of a building in your mind and the person behind you pretends to push you whatever color flashes in your mind while you are being pushed corresponds with how you die most of us got colors like blue white or green which means drowning passing away and going to heaven and falling off a building it wasn't until we got to alan that we all started to get a little creeped out i've actually never heard of that game never no i uh i kind of want to try it <laughs> do it with someone else <laughs> no like, if I die young, I want it to be on my terms. I want it to be, like, a shark attack or, like, something cool. You oh, for I mean? sure. Go big or go home. Like, I want it to be, like, I'm so sorry. How did she go? And be, like, she was attacked by a group of clowns. Like, be, like, no, seriously. Like, how how did she die? Be, like, no. Like, literally, that's what happened. That would be the most Lily death possible. I actually have uh, an agreement. Well, not an agreement with my friend. But we have a saying that if she dies young, it's, like, a serial killer. If I die young, it's a crazy freak accident. And, like, if you ever met her, you'd be like, yeah, definitely. Like, she's 100% serial killer young death. Me, I'm 100%, like, herd of donkeys tramples me in the middle of a mall. <laughs> Cute conversations to have with friends. Yeah, right? Just girly things. Just <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so this is when it gets really good. It was his turn. We all sat on Mike's bed while Joey stood behind Alan and did the ritual. When Alan was pushed off of the building in his mind, he was silent. We asked what color he got, and he said he got the color black. I had copied and pasted all of the games and the rules we were going to play into my notes on my phone. I turned on my phone and went straight to my notes, scrolling to find what the color black means. Black. They will die of old age and go to hell. <gasps> oh. Most of us aren't religious, so we just brushed it off and tried it again, and he kept getting the color black. Which is A, terrifying, but B, understandable, because hear me out here. When you close your eyes, you see black. Yeah. Mostly. You see dark colors, but still. Keep on, like, I don't know. Especially then knowing you need to picture a color and still picturing black. I'm <sighs> not a fan. So, uh, clearly being disturbed by this, Caroline suggested to play another game. We all agreed. We moved on to a game called Red Book. You play Red Book by getting into a circle around the red book you have. Everyone playing puts their hand on the cover of the book, and when it's their, when it's their turn, closing their eyes and asking, red book, can I enter your game? You keep your eyes closed and flip through the book randomly, stopping at any stop in the book that you want, and you point your finger anywhere on the page. When you open your eyes and see where your finger landed, that is the answer to your question. Mm. So if you got a positive answer or something related to accepting you into the book, then you can start playing. If it says no or something random, you move on to the next person and wait till it's your turn to ask again. I decided not to play because I had a gut feeling not to play and I had to read the rules if anyone had questions. It took a while to get everyone into the game, but once everyone got accepted by the book, I reminded everyone that we will not disturb the ghosts if we do encounter them, to which they all agreed. Caroline also decided not to play because she was afraid that she would come in contact with ghosts. So she stayed on her phone the whole time while blasting Lady Gaga in her ear. Wow. This really brings me back to a certain time period for right? sure. Like peak Gaga. Yes. The, yeah. Everything. The leotards and the weird hat gloves. <laughs> yes. The game started and it was boring. Every question we had, it ended with an unrelated answer, and we all started to give up hope until the answers started to become weirdly coincidental. Hmm. How old are you? 
he was 13 years young, the book said. We all looked at each other. Some were freaked out. Some were excited that we were finally getting somewhere. The game continued and the answers were very accurate. Is there anyone with you? They are frightening. I asked Jenna where she got this book and she said she just found it on a bookshelf in her house. It didn't even have a title. Oh, God. It was Alan's turn. How did you die? <laughs> we all started yelling at him to stop since we agreed that we wouldn't ask that question. But he wouldn't stop. He kept flipping through the pages. He was, and he was silent. And he wasn't moving other than his fingers flipping through the pages. We kept yelling, but he still did nothing. Almost like he was paralyzed. What scared us was when he got to the end of the book, he started flipping backwards and he wouldn't stop. Oh, Lord. Finally, he stopped. He dragged his fingers up and down the page, stopping towards the middle. We kept yelling at him, asking why he would do that, but he still didn't speak. Joey grabbed the book to see where his finger stopped. We shouldn't speak of this. <gasps> mm-hmm. We all looked up at Alan, and he was shaking. Jenna asked him what's wrong, but he just kept shaking. He suddenly started crying. He put his face in his hands, and he fell into Mike's arms. Alan has had panic attacks before, so we just thought that it was another panic attack. By the time that Mike had calmed down Alan, we asked him what happened. But he said he didn't remember anything. He said he blacked out. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Everyone agreed that we should end the game, but Alan said no. We tried convincing him to leave the game, but he kept saying no. So they continued, which I thought was so fucking dumb, but it was majority rules, so... And I knew that none of them were going to listen to me. The more they asked questions, the creepier it got. Where are you? The door handle was cold. We all looked up at the bedroom door and it was locked. Everyone was scared, so we all agreed to end the game. But suddenly, Alan talked for the first time since his last turn. I have one more question. We all looked at him like he was crazy. We kept telling him no, but when it got back to him, we were expecting him to ask the book if he could leave. What do you want with me? He closed his eyes and flipped through the pages. He stopped at the end of the book on a blank page. <gasps> he started scratching at his legs and he threw the book. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the room was dead silent. He, he looked like he couldn't breathe. His veins were popping out of his neck and he started breathing hard. Alan, are you okay? Joey was the first one to talk to him for what seemed like hours. Alan looked up at us finally, but he looked mad. He lunged at Joey and started scratching at his back, and he was breathing heavy. Jenna jumped onto the bed with Caroline and I, and I'm not going to lie, I was crying because of how much was going on. Oh, my God. Mike yanked Alan off of Joey, and he pulled him back against the wall. Joey was able to stand up and stand on the other side of the room. It took a while for Alan to calm down, but when he did, Joey looked like he was attacked by a wild animal. There were scratches all over his back and sides, some so deep that his blood stained the rim of his shorts. <gasps> wow. Mike calmed Alan down again, and none of us spoke for about 20 minutes. We just stared at the book and at Alan. Joey spoke first. Okay, everyone calm down. Alan is probably just messing around, right, Alan? But Alan didn't speak. We all knew that he would never do this. He was one of the nicest people I have ever met at the time, and he wouldn't even hurt a fly. We spent the rest of the night calming down and making jokes, trying to forget what just happened. But none of us could ever forget about this. Words can't even describe every detail about how inhuman Alan looked. 
everyone agreed not to play any other games and just watch movies and then go to bed. But even then, no one fell asleep until like three or four in the morning. That morning, Mike's mom found out about found out and her being the quirky hippie religious woman that she is she had a group hug and she suggested that we burn the book i was a little uh, i was a little hesitant because joey and alan hadn't left the game yet but everyone else agreed so we went outside and we gathered around the book we don't tell anyone about this okay mike said we all agreed but i told my dad anyway because i'm really close to him and I was already planning on telling him. I'm pretty sure we all told our parents, but that's it. We let Alan do the honors of burning the book. After that, we just went on with our day. We watched movies and ate cereal. No one talked about it. Everyone got picked up one by one, and when I got picked up, we took Caroline home because she lived a block away from me. I told my dad, and he suggested that he could have been faking it. I just agreed so we could stop talking about it. It's been almost two years now, and I go to a completely different high school. They all go to the city's they all go to the city's most well-known high school. I talked to Mike maybe once or twice when we asked how school was and how and when he wished me a happy birthday. I've only talked to Jenna once since we share the same birthday. Other than that, I don't talk to any of the others. We haven't brought up the experience at all. I still have videos of us messing around on Snapchat and you can see the aftermath on Joey's back. Alan asked me if I wanted to go out sometime after that sleepover, but I said no. I have an amazing boyfriend now, and I haven't heard I haven't had a paranormal experience since. I still wonder if Alan was actually joking and it was just a practical joke gone wrong, or if we did actually contact spirits that night. All I have to say is don't play red book. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack. Uh-huh. Damn. Right? Right? Yeah, I've never heard of that book, and now I definitely don't want to play that. Right. <laughs> I told you. It, shit just goes down halfway through. Wow. That's unbelievable. I want to... It's funny. Like, you want to play the game where you find out how you die. I want to play Red Book. I would... I just want to know whatever happened to that kid. Like, if he ever turned back to being normal or... Because they said that two of them never exited the, the book. Mm-hmm. So, is there consequences <laughs> to that? Like... I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think the other friends all go to the same high school and like split. It's funny because you think even with social media, you'd st- stay in touch. But yeah, even when I like when I transferred high schools, even though I lived in the same town, I did lose touch with a lot of friends. So I get that. sometimes it's for the better, you know, yeah. but that. Yeah. But I can imagine like 10 years from now being like, yo, do you remember like that crazy sleepover we had? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that would be me. All right. All right. My next story. Go for it. Okay. It is titled, My Friend Vanished in Our Own House. (gasps) All right. So this reads, so I used to live in a what I would call a haunted house. I have a few stories from hearing footsteps to a toy moving on its own, but I'll tell those stories later. This was maybe a year ago now, actually, but I've had this friend who was over for my younger brother's birthday party. Um... He was my brother's friends, and me and him hung out more, so my brother and his other friends were playing games, and I was waiting by the stairs as the friend went upstairs to use the bathroom. He didn't come down, and I ended up moving to the couch eventually, and as time passed, we realized he just hadn't come down, (laughs) and I was able to see the front door the whole time on top of that our door was oh um so he was able to see the front door the whole time and on top Mm -hmm. of that the door was super messed up 
and it couldn't be opened without making a lot of noise. So they went to go see him the next day, and he said he didn't remember even coming home. He just woke up the next morning. His parents didn't remember him coming home either, as they said they thought he spent the night. Um, and when we asked where, like when they asked where he was, so I don't know what this was or what happened, but it's not the first time something paranormal happens in that house. I don't like that. Yeah. That that's when you make that joke though, and you're like, "Hey, buddy, did you fall in?" Yeah. You know? And I just it makes you think. Did maybe he get sucked into a port? Is there a portal in that house that he may have? stumbled upon and he entered like a different uh like parallel universe or something Ooh, and then parallel universe i love it I love yeah it. i just wormhole in the bathroom it was crazy because there was no other way that this guy could have exited this house and they he just went mia and then the next day they go over his house big like, hey like when did you leave? And the guy was like, I don't even know when I left. I don't even know. I just woke up here. I can imagine my brother's, like, friends doing that shit. You know, and them being like, dude, we straight up don't know when, like, Timmy got home. But he did. You know? That's very crazy. I'm going to send that to my brother and be like, don't act like this isn't some you shit. You know? <laughs> because this was you and your friends. Except for, you know, it would probably be that. You know, one of them just dead ass snuck out. We don't have a whole door situation. I want to see a picture of the door. Right? So that was that. Um, it was a short story, but I just thought it was... I've never read something like that where they literally just vanish and then they don't even know what happened to them during that time period. I just thought that was very Unless creepy. you like blacked out. Yeah, but it, they, didn't, they didn't even say that they were under the influence of anything. And I feel like they would have noted that and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're very young because they're talking about toys and things like that. I'm just so. trying to think about, like, like the different possibilities. Like, did he... Oh, no. They said that they saw him go into the bathroom, though, right? Yes. Because otherwise it'd be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then you leave when, like, no one's paying attention because, like, they weren't by the couch? I don't know, man. Yeah. Secret twin. Doppelganger. Duplaganger. Yes. <laughs> Duplaganger. If you haven't listened to our other episode, check out our episode. It's on Duplagangas. <laughs> wow. That's one of those short... Actually, when I was searching um, for ghost stories, I saw the whole Reddit that was just two-sentence ghost stories. And I'm like, I'm going to read that shit. I'm going to come up with some. And I don't know where I'm going with that. We should do a segment on two, like, two-second ghost stories. Or two-sentence ghost stories. We should. We could just like bang out like ten of them. I like it. All right, possible episode idea. All Noted. Right. Yeah. For the books. A lot of mine are really long, or pretty long. I think that's the longest one that I had, though, so that's good. Okay. What's your next one? All right, this one is by Pidge92. It's called, Oh, That's Just Nana, My True Ghost Story. So it says, Since I was young, I have always been interested in stories of the supernatural, although I never quite believed in them. That was me. Mm. You know? I mean, I believe in them. Uh, I was always entertained by ghost stories and even frightened by most I heard. The night I started to believe in ghosts changed my perspective entirely. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Click to read this. <laughs> it's clickbait. Okay, sorry. Anyways, 
It was only last year, the summer before I went off to college. I was 18 and loving spending time with my friends doing nothing. Now there were four of us who were especially close, Alyssa, Nick, Jake, and myself. We were almost always to be found at Nick's house, sleeping over, drinking, playing wiffle ball. <laughs> Seriously, playing wiffle ball with us got pretty intense. <laughs> Watching movies, etc., etc. So anyways, one night we were all down the street from Nick's at his dad's house. I didn't feel like drinking, so I just walked back down the street to his house and started watching TV in the living room. I was alone in the house, and I started hearing footsteps and thuds coming from the add-on. And I don't know what they mean by add-on when I read that. Um, like, I, I, when, I, when I hear the word add-on, I think it was just an addition put onto the house. See, that's what I think, but I don't know. I get nervous sometimes. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and I thought maybe some people had come back like me and were fooling around. I thought nothing of it. About 30 minutes later, Jake walked in and I asked who else was out there. He looked at me confused and told me everyone was still down the street and he was tired and wanted some peace and quiet. So he sat on the other couch and watched TV with me. The noises stopped at around 2 a.m. or so. I felt like something was watching us. The couch, oh shit, I read that wrong. So the noises stopped and then at around 2 a.m. So I don't know when the noises stopped. But oh, okay. at, at around 2 a.m., um, they felt like something was watching them. The couch I was sitting on has its back towards the kitchen and there's a big open space. So I turned around to see if someone was behind me. Nothing. As I was turning back around, I saw, some, I saw something in the doorway to my left. There was an older lady, and she looked almost solid. She was very gray, but I could still see the color in her face and hair. She was staring at me as if she wanted to tell me something, smiling, and I wasn't afraid for some reason. I was, however, freaking out because I had never experienced something like this. I yelled at Jake to turn and look, tell me I'm not crazy. He wouldn't look. He just said, oh, that's just Nana. She's nice. Don't worry about her. I almost passed out in disbelief at what I was seeing. <laughs> so matter of fact. <laughs> then she sort of faded away real slowly, still smiling at me. I was still freaking out, and finally Jake got off the couch and handed me a picture off the top of the TV that had been hidden behind other photos. The lady was staring at me again with the exact same smile, this time from behind a frame. Wow. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Jake started to tell me how years ago... Nick's grandma had died in this house, and poor Nick had found her dead. Aww. I know. That's one of my biggest fears, honestly. Me too. He said, ever since then, every once in a while, if it's quiet, she pops out of the door or walks past the living room. I asked if she was what made the noises in the add-on. He got very quiet and told me none of them knew what was in the add-on, but it wasn't Nana. It was definitely something wow. bad. I later asked Nick about all the occurrences and he confirmed them. He told me I did see his grandma and he was quite happy I had gotten to meet her. That's really sweet. Yeah. When I asked about the add-on, he told me to never go out there alone at night. When I asked why, he told me the story of when the noises got very loud one night when he was home alone. He thought there was someone out there, so he took a baseball bat and a flashlight and ran out there to scare them off. When he got back... There, everyone was everything was silent and he put the back down on the ground and looked for footprints it was muddy but found none he went back inside to lay down and try to get some sleep when he heard the noises start up again and a new noise something being dragged along the siding 
He ran back out and heard a thump and saw the bat laying by the siding of the house far away from where he had (gasps) forgotten it. He started yelling for whoever it was to leave before he called the cops. He walked around the house, but the only footprints he saw were his. Wow. As he turned around, a force struck him in the chest as if he were punched by someone, (gasps) except there was no one there. Holy shit. I know. Now, I don't know if this is just because I'm like a young woman, Mm -hmm. but if I heard someone outside, like I'd go out there with a back and be like, yo, leave me alone. But then if I heard something walking around my house, I'd call the cops. Oh, like, hell yeah. right away. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't oh, second guess it. Two out of three strikes, ma'am, or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, dude. Leave. No. Yeah. No, I'd definitely be calling the cops right away. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Anyways. Um. Oh, yeah. He ran back inside, called a buddy, and went somewhere else for the night. The next morning, there was a dark bruise in the middle of his chest. He said he had never been so sure of supernatural entities in his life, and now I believe in them too. The nice ones and the mean ones. Wow, that's a good story. Yeah. Wow. I just, I love the grandma part, though. I'm sorry. That has a special place in my heart. Right? So sweet. I like that they opened with the grandma story, because I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Yeah. But then when I was reading it. The add-on. Which I think now the add-on is like, uh, sh- like, um... Like a deck or something. No, like I'm thinking. No. I thought it was like one of those. Um, what are they called? <sighs> I'm moving my hand like this as if that's gonna help. <laughs> uh, like what people I like, put like, like their sunroom. No. A mudroom. Or maybe. I don't know why I was thinking one of those um, things in the back, like those, like you know when you go to Home Depot and you see there's like those big like. Fuck no. Like the pop ups. A cabana? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you know where people put their gardening tools and stuff like that? A shed? Yes, that's the word. <laughs> that's what I thought an add-on was. It yeah. could be. It only took two minutes to figure out. Oh, my God. Why couldn't I think of a shed? And it's I okay. love the commercial She Shed. The She Shed commercial. It's okay, Rebecca. You're pretty. You don't need to worry <laughs> about your words. Just smile and you're good. <laughs> Anyways, no, when I first read it, I was kind of picturing like a like a sunroom, kind of like a like a back deck or something. Okay, that makes sense too. But then when I heard about the siding, I thought um, like indoors, but I don't know what the hell it was. But either way, whatever an add-on is, that's scary as hell. Hell yeah. Um, I'm ooh, you know what I'm wondering? Tell me. If it's something they built, what if they disturbed something that was buried below the Yes. That's always how it goes. Yeah. I'm convinced that's what happened. I don't need proof. When that's I what first, happened. When I first moved um, and I thought there were ghosts in my house, I was like, we're definitely on like a Native American burial ground. Because okay. there is like a whole path by my house. And I'm like. Mike and I were driving to Linden mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And you know on the parkway, in the Garden State Parkway, mm-hmm. there is that one part, I think kind of by the oranges, where there's like, um, there's that cemetery that's on both sides of the parkway. Yes. So I just want you to know, that's all the same cemetery. Mm-hmm. So think about and I told Mike this, and it freaked him out. We're driving over dead people. They had to move those gravestones somewhere to make the that parkway. That wasn't like that. They just didn't conveniently have just enough space to make a parkway. That was all cemetery ground, but because that's, like, when the government, like, that's public property, they, you know. There's some apartment buildings there, too. Remind me to move into one of them so I can see ghosts. (laughs) 
Like, that is insane, though, right? When you think about it. I mean, yeah, these these tombstones are probably, like, from the 1800s, maybe late 1700s. But still, like, you're yeah. still disturbing a site. Where would they put those bodies? Did they even move those bodies? Yeah. Like, you know, it's possible. This is what I like to think. Maybe there was just like a bunch of those little mausoleums and they just kind of picked them up and moved them. That's a, I like that. That's positive thinking. That. I'm yeah. going to tell myself that. You keep telling yourself that and I'm going to go into my story. Let me hear it. So this one is the woman in the. White dress? Eh, Mandarin dress. I, like I saw the title and I was like, I have to change it up. <laughs> so this is what it reads. I worked two jobs for a long time. So since I did not always have adequate time to go home and shower and change before driving the 30 minutes from one do- job to another, I had to change wherever I could. This occurred about a year ago. For two months after my SUV died for good, I had to take a three hour bus ride to one job. So I wore casual clothing on the bus, then changed at work. This day, I went to a large 20-stall washroom on the opposite side of the mall from my store. There weren't many people there, but I like privacy, so I moved as far from the entrance as possible. This put me in partial view of a long mirror over sinks and a counter, but not in total view of everyone entering the washroom. As I entered the stall, I observed many women, older women, mothers and daughters, women with babies and children. Everyone was talking and laughing, scolding and and hurrying, but no one was paying attention to me. As I entered the empty stall and checked for cleanliness and supplies, relative, I know, Mm. I was watching a woman at the end of the counter. She was directly across from my stall. She did not fit in with this afternoon crowd. She was seriously overdressed. She had a full-length red silk mandarin dress. It was concert or evening attire. She, the thought flashed through my mind that she was an entertainer. Mm-hmm. The piping was black and shiny. Her hair was pinned up. It was black and sleek. She had two red combs with gold strands hanging from them. She looked about 40, and she was breathtaking. Some women exude their sense of being a diva or a queen. I was instantly reminded of a Vietnamese singer who I had seen perform a few years before. But this woman was most definitely Chinese with flawless skin and prominent cheekbones. What stood out was that she stood looking in the mirror without moving or reacting to the children splashing in the sink next to her. (laughs) Her eyes were such a dark brown, they were almost black. Her eyeliner was flawless. Her eyebrows are perfect. Her lipstick was the exact pure red in her dress. I was in a hurry, so I had observed her for just an instant or two, and I thought about the cost of that dress. (laughs) After I did all that, I entered the stall and started to change. Since it was about 80 degrees outside, I had to struggle into my skinny jeans, which was a part of my uniform, and I was vaguely aware as she turned around. I looked up. She was standing there, staring through the gap in the Pepto-Pink stall, smiling at me. I was shocked. She was staring at me, and it made me uncomfortable. She moved toward that gap in the stall. She was about three feet away at the sink. When I looked up, she was a foot away from the gap. I have actually... Oh, my God, you too. I have goosebumps right now. I was struggling into my pants. I had on a bra and underpants, and I felt exposed. I instantly felt that she was dead. She knew I had seen her, and she smiled. I looked down and tried to block her out. I looked up, and she was gone. What happened to her? She was so young. She had the kind of beauty that most women dream about. 
I wonder if she had performed at a nearby casino or something. But even so, why was she in that washroom at a mall looking like that? I don't go into that washroom anymore. Yeah. I don't like that. Isn't that so freaky? Well, you know what's scary as hell, actually, like in like 100% real life, is when you're in a stall and there's someone like just like walking by to go to another stall and you just make like that millisecond of eye contact with them. Yes. And you just both see each other <laughs> for less than a millisecond, you know, you make that eye contact or like, but I, oh. You know what I've never uncovered? And I think this is one of the, um, the most important questions in life is to ask if someone's jiggling on the bathroom stall that you're in, what do you actually say? Because in that moment, I know, I never I'm know like, what to say. Uh, someone's in here. Uh, or I go, hello, or yeah. hi, or like, I don't even know what I say. I mean, I just, I just blurt something out. Yeah. It's the most, and then the worst part is when they're shaking it and then like they think shaking it more is yeah. going to change the fact someone's in there or that yeah. it's locked. That's scary as hell. And especially when it's like a one person bathroom. Like, yes. Literally like when I walk in and I'm like, shit, this is one, like I regularly try to like keep my foot on the door. Yes. Even though it's if locked. If it's so far. Because yeah. I never, yeah, you're like, whatever. Anyways. Oh, that's, I don't, I actually, I took a picture of my goosebumps and when this episode airs, I will post it. And I mean it this time. Wow. Ah. I'm pic- and I'm picturing like a geisha too. Yeah, right? It's just Chinese. They were, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy. Uh, the smile too. Yeah. And like she's just so, she knew that this, this woman was giving her attention by looking at her and, you know, really admiring her beauty. And then she like, just Cheshire she was drawn to the, the energy. Stall. Oh, okay. All right, well, what's your next story? Okay. So this is called The Bus Ride, and it was originally posted on the Entitled Parents page of Reddit, but it made it to no sleep. Okay. So we know it's good already. Two of my favorite things, (laughs) Entitled Parents and Scary (laughs) Stories. What a great combination. I'm just kidding about the Entitled Parents. There's nothing scarier than that. (laughs) I remember one time at work, there were these, like, 13-year-olds like four 13 year old boys and one of them we thought it looked like he had carved into the table like something kind of like something very vulgar you know like you're 13 you think like everything you do is funny you know yeah and as we they were on their way out and as we were cleaning up uh one of the waitress went to pick up the checkbook and was looking at the table and one of the moms was like is everything okay she said well you know i i just wiped and set this table before you came in and this wasn't written on there and she pointed to it and the mom was like well that wasn't my kid and the other <laughs> one's like me neither we're regulars here and i'm just sitting there watching this all go down and the kids literally were playing in the parking lot and it was dessert delivery day so this big truck starts coming i'm like you know what the kids are on their own <laughs> like literally <laughs> they these, can figure sh- it these out. kids are shitty and then one of the moms is like if you think like got interface if you think the mice done <laughs> right and then one of the moms took a pencil out of her son's backpack and erased it. It was like, see, it's pencil. They didn't have pencils. They were in their backpacks. <laughs> and we were like, just go. Yeah, seriously. Leave. leave Karen. Like, Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, such a Karen. All right. Such a Karen move. So, the bus ride. 
says, so I have a friend who has just recently been getting into these entitled parent stories. We eventually started talking about them and would laugh at the sheer stupidity of Darwin's failed experiments <laughs> until last week. <laughs> I'm going to start using that also. Yes. Um, be like, you have some uh, failed Darwin experiments at table three. <laughs> <laughs> um, sh- uh, okay. She began to be more and more quiet when I finally pressed her and she revealed she's been coming across some of the stories of attempted kidnapping and they reminded her of a night years ago. She never made a Reddit account, so she asked me if I could post if I could post her story. After telling me what happened, we're both still not sure if this fits here or not, but it's a story that if someone would ever find themselves in a similar situation, they may get some ideas to protect themselves. Ooh. So without further ado, and this one's just kind of spooky. It's not like, anyways, this is a story we titled The Bus Ride. <laughs> that was so dramatic. Many moons ago, in the early 2000s, my friend Sarah was going to the local state college. Now, while the college was in the city, she lived out in the country with her father and would use the bus system to go to and from school. One afternoon after class, she and her friends went to one of their apartments to study for some exams. Well, being the young and responsible young adults that they were, they studied for maybe about 10 minutes before things turned into a more festive gathering. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) After a few hours, Sarah happened to glance at the clock, which caused her mind to snap, hey, dumbass, what time does that last bus run? When I started reading this, I immediately pictured that episode of Spongebob. Oh, yes. (laughs) Rock bottom. Rock bottom. (laughs) Can you tell me when the... The part with the candy bar in the vending machine. Yeah. And the bus would come and then he'd take his hand out and it was gone. It would reverse and then come back. Iconic. I saw this meme and it said, yo, it was a still from that episode and it said, yo, anyone remember that time SpongeBob went to Newark? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. No one from no one that's not from Jersey is gonna understand. That. Well, that's because yeah. But it's so. Fun. Well, I, it's funny. I looked at like the original poster of it. And, like they weren't even from New Jersey. Like, I was like, great. <laughs> I'm so glad New Jersey has a good rep. Because there is, I mean, like my dad works in Newark, and he works by um, NJ Pack. Uh huh. <laughs> oh God, that sounds so like my dad. <laughs> I hate that. You ever meet someone and they're like, "Well, my dad's a cop." My dad works on Wall Street. My dad works on Wall Street. I actually did meet a girl once, and she was being a real bitch, and she was like, and my dad's a cop, so I know what I'm talking about. And I'm oh. like, what is, what? Like, Ew. Tammy, chill. <laughs> no one gives a shit, Tammy. What's your mom, Karen? Yeah, Tammy, Karen. Jesus Christ. Chad? Chad. Dude, I met an actual Chad once named Chad. I've never met a this Chad. This is a very, like, young adult thing. Like, my parents are going to be listening and be like, what's a Chad? <laughs> my dad's going to come into my room and be like, Lily, it makes no sense! <laughs> Except for he doesn't talk like an angry cowboy. But if he did, that's what it would sound like. Here we go. <laughs> so, she's studying. Just to recap, because it's been a while since I started the story. In case you zoned out. Bring your mind back. She was studying. She stayed too late. Her mind said, hey, dumbass, what time did that last bus run? So screaming profanities and prayers warding off her demise by her father, she ran. She quickly ran to the bus stop just in time to catch its t- final trip of the night. With a huge sigh of relief, she flopped down into a seat in the back and threw her headphones on. 
lost in thoughts of what elaborate tales to tell her father. You ever do that? Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, sorry, uh, my, uh, my watch broke. And you like, don't wear a watch. Yeah, literally. Yep. Like, oh, my hamster is sick. Sorry. I love how growing up, I always thought I was able to like put one over on my parents. But like my parents just always knew my bullshit. I would like tell them something and then later in the night have a panic attack. And I'd be like, mom, I know we're not supposed to go anywhere alone, but we walked to the Krausers on the corner and I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, you were a snitch. I know. I'd be like, we went to Cold Stone and I'm sorry. It was two blocks away from her house. And my mom's like, Lily, just don't talk to strangers. <laughs> like, you're 13 and there were four of you. No Lily, you're 21 years old. It's okay. <laughs> Lily, you don't need to tell me this anymore. <laughs> walking up to her until she noticed the movement out of the corner of her eye as he sat down beside her. She somehow managed not to recoil at the sight of the child because while the child was completely filthy and reminded her of someone from Deliverance, it was his creepy smile that she remembered most. Mm -hmm. He just sat there smiling at her until she slowly slid her headphones down and the following interaction began. Sarah, hello? Child, hello. Sarah, hello. Child, you're pretty. Sarah says, well, thank you. What's your name? Now, Sarah had this policy of giving any, of never giving any personal info to strangers, but kids were usually harmless in her opinion, but every alarm was going off in her head. She says her name is Katie. That's a nice name. Well, I like it. Then the kid just sat there smiling at her. After like a few minutes of smiling, the kid finally said, you would make a great mom. Up! And hopped down and walked back and hopped down and walked back to an even more and even more dirty and unkept monster of a man <gasps> she could only assume was the boy's father because just like his son he was just smiling at her <laughs> what a wingman <laughs> when she looked at him he nodded politely and kept smiling she put her headphones back on and dug out a book to pretend to study but she kept looking back and noticed both of them just smiling right at her. Uh-uh. As each stop came up and went, as each stop came up and went, she prayed they would get off as the bus began to empty of other passengers. She soon found it was just her, some middle-aged woman, and those two. <laughs> the bus was beginning to slow for its next stop in a small town that had a series of restaurants. She couldn't take them anymore and decided that it was safer for her to go to the McDonald's and wait for her father than to sit on that bus any longer. This is a, that's a good call. That's really smart. Honestly. Um, street smarts. <laughs> so she gathered her things and prepared to disembark. As she allowed the woman to pass, she noticed the man gathering his things. Oh, hell no, she thought. But she didn't want to make it out like she was trying to avoid them, so she moved to the seat near the front and sat back down. To her horror, she watched as the man and his son took another seat and sat back down, still smiling at her and nodding. Her anxiety was through the roof at this point as she watched more stops come and go until her stop was coming up. What was she going to do? Her mind raced. As the bus came to her stop, she gathered her things again and watched in horror as the man gathered their things. Instead of getting off, she sat back down behind the driver. Sarah, how much further till the end of the line? Driver, three more stops. 
Sarah then leaned in and told the driver about the man and his son and asked if it was possible to have the police there when they arrived. The driver looked in the mirror and then told her he'd take care of it. Sarah glanced back and her heart jumped into her throat as while the little boy was still smiling at her, the father wasn't. <gasps> she described it as the look a parent gives their child when they've done something wrong and wait till we get home. Oh, God. Now, Sarah was usually a very strong individual, but she was in tears as she took out her phone and tried to call her father. Voicemail. Of course. This is terrible. This was... This yeah. is giving me such anxiety I right know, now. right? Who else could she call? She finally decided to call her ex. He may have been a disloyal piece of shit, but she could always rely on him when it counted the most. Please answer. Please. Jack. Hello? Quietly, as she... Quietly as she could, she poured her heart out about what was happening and asked if he could meet them at the last stop. Jack, I'm at Rogers right now, and it's about 20 minutes to get there, but I'll get there as fast as I can. Sarah, please hurry. She begged. Finally, they came over the hill to where that final stop was. Frantically, she looked for something, anything that could help her, but there was nothing. Finally, the bus pulled in and the door swung open. The man glared down at her, waiting for her to get off first. Driver. Hold up, miss. I need to talk to you about your bus pass. Driver coming in. Clutch. Yes. Yes. I love that. Good, humani good humanitarians. Good Samaritans. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm out of it today. All right. The man stood there for a moment until the driver told him this was the last stop and he needed to get off. Man, I'm waiting for my driver. Sir, you need to get off. If you're waiting for her, she'll be along shortly, but I need you to get off now. The man stomped off with his child in tow. As soon as they got off, the driver shut the door. Man, what the? The man began yelling and banging on the door, and Sarah was scared he was going to break the glass until she noticed two police cars pulling in, followed shortly by the little piece of crap Jack drove. <laughs> clearly, Jack. clearly he's not like. Yeah, but poor Jack is just trying to help. Honestly, I also. He's trying to get his girl back. I also drive a piece of crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my car is a bumper car. It's a war vet. <laughs> that car has seen some shit. Crazy shit. Yeah. So the police ordered the man away to them, and she couldn't hear what was being said. Jack later revealed that the man was claiming that Sarah was his daughter, <gasps> and he was taking her home. Once Jack asked his name, her name, asked him her name, he said, Katie. That's all she wrote. In the end, the man got into a fight with Jack and, and the officers, but was finally arrested. When she got home and told her father what happened, he tossed her, he tossed her the keys to his old 82 Ram, and she was never to ride the bus again. While it was loud and a pain to drive, she never felt safer. But she did ride the bus one final time after that when she delivered a plate of cookies to the driver who saved her life. Wow. That's insane. That's just, yeah. See, like, uh, you know, it's this isn't a, a ghost life. story, but this is something that if even our listeners can get a life lesson out of this mm -hmm. and just being aware of your surroundings, following your gut, which I feel like is very relevant to a lot of our stories, and, you know, if you see something suspicious that's happening to someone else, try to be that helping hand because you never know who's in trouble yeah. that's crazy uh, when i was first okay so when i was first reading this i was almost so <laughs> this 
this is terrible. Because this is a really good, and a good post because it raises some weirdness. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's also spooky because you're like, holy shit, what was on the other side? Mm-hmm. But when you were walking Loki and I was reading this, I kept on waiting for the bus driver to say like, there's no one on the bus. <laughs> right? I kept waiting for that and waiting for that and waiting for that. Which gave it almost a twist ending. Because yeah. as I was reading it, I was like, there's no one on the bus, is there? There's no one on the bus, is there? And then but it had there like, was. And then it had like some real life shit. So, so I was like, this is good. This is some good shit. But, okay. So yeah. just like before I get into my story, I was just thinking like, I was like looking through theories and stuff while I was going through these stories. Mm-hmm. And something like that happens to us in real life. I don't know if this has happened to you. It's happened to me plenty of times. But have you ever had like a conversation with one of your friends and – like you're all talking in a group and then suddenly you hear like a really familiar voice and it's like you feel like one of your friends said something to you and then you're like uh what did you say and then they reply like i I didn't say anything but like dude no okay i mean i thought i heard people say things before yeah like it's like you hear like you're all in a conversation and like you think that someone said like not that you see them saying it but like you hear like that stray voice and you're like Oh, wait, what did you say? Like, because you're in okay. the conversation. Okay. And like, oh, I, I didn't say anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Okay. So what if that's actually you in a coma living your own reality in a world that looks so real, but it isn't, and the voices you're hearing is like the person next to your bed trying to wake you up, but you're just I trapped I don't there. like this, Rebecca. Yeah. I don't like this. So... Just for you guys to have your wheels churning on that one. Your wheels churning? Yeah. Do you mean stomach churning? No, your wheels. Your head. In your head. The wheels churning. Gotta keep your head. Your wheels huh. turning. Your <laughs> stomach The wheels are churning. Is it churning or churning? Turning? Well, now I'm second guessing are- myself. Like I'm thinking like in like a machine and like the, like the churning of the wheels. Like you like, churn like- ice cream? Like it's like like because it's yeah. I love. I wish they saw our hand motions right now. Like the friction and the like the when it's not oiled up. We're like doing a. Really... That's churning, right? Yeah, it's churning, okay. but it's churning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, all right. I really had to question my college education for that quick second. I was but questioning back. mine too. It's okay. Okay, so next, this is called Burnt Man. Another short story. I already don't. <laughs> This is a true story that happened to me when I was young, roughly around the age of six or seven. I was living with my grandmother in a small two-bedroom trailer with my brother and sister as well, and times were hard, but she provided what she could for us considering our mom wasn't around much back then. It was a small town named North in South Carolina around 35 miles from Columbia, and me and my siblings all shared one room with a bed for my sister and bunk beds for me and my brother. They were both older than me and had friends that they would have sleepovers with and on the specific night both my brother and sister stayed over at friends and I had the room to myself. I was super excited of course because that meant I could sleep on the top bunk that night because I, I could never could. Nighttime comes and it's my bedtime so I rush to bed and hop in the top bunk and fall asleep. There's a street light that shines into the window that our bunk bed, uh, our bunk bed is against. Something wakes me up in the middle of the night and I start to hear movement in the bottom bunk. I roll over and look into the bottom bunk and see a man burnt from head to torso sitting on the bunk ah. below me and all I could smell is gasoline. It's Deadpool. This, <laughs> this scared the shit out of me, so I jumped down from the bunk and took off to my grandmother's room crying and completely shaking. She told me I had just had a bad dream and I slept with her that night. I knew it wasn't a dream. I know what I saw and I know what I smelled. 
What could that have been? And that's in the same place he usually sleeps. Yeah, that, that, okay, also, that's my fucking luck. Like, oh, I finally get the top bunk. And, and now I can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I can't oh. even sleep. Now, when my brother comes back and sleeps on the top bunk, then I won't even, even sleep in my own bed. Honestly, if that shit happened to me and my brother was gone and he came home, I'm like, listen, like, let me get just, like, another night because I got fucked over with this one strange This burnt party. guy and, yeah. He'd be like, Lily, cut the shit. You're, you, yeah. Okay. He'd be like, you know what? For that, you have to sleep on the floor. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. Honestly, I mean, at that point, I'd siblings, be okay. But that's what would I'd happen. I'd be okay with being with having the option of sleeping on the floor because yeah. I wouldn't want to sleep in that bed. Oh, that's, that's so traumatic. Ooh. All right, Lil, is this your final story? This is my last story. Awesome. It's called A College Apartment Ghost. Ooh. Yeah. First off, I would like to point out that this story is 100... Oh, I forgot to say... Okay, so this is from Reddit. And oh yeah, all these are from Reddit. I don't know if we established in this in the beginning of the episode, but this is a Reddit episode. Yeah. Okay, um, so the username is fbpsb82. <laughs> I wow. can't even. This was posted nine years ago. Wow. Oh my god, the internet. I was okay. <laughs> side note: I was watching a Hallmark movie with my mom, uh-huh. and. It's so clear, like, obviously, like, who the target audience is, because it's, like, this young woman who, who has so much going on, but no time for love. Yeah. She has the quirky best friend and everything, right? So, so this one woman, they're all sitting around a computer, and they're, like, trying to post this event, and this woman goes, okay, I posted to Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Reddit. Wow. And I... I'm like, mom, they're trying so hard to be relevant. So hard. I love it. But that's just the definition of Hallmark movies. And that's why we love them. I love those. Especially around Christmas. Yes. I have my favorites. I watch them every year. Yes. Okay. Another goal to be in a Hallmark movie. I know a woman who was. Really? Yes. And I don't think it's aired yet, but I'm friends with her on Facebook. And she posted something. And my mom and I are both friends with her. And she's like, did you see her post? And I'm like, it looks like she's shooting a Christmas movie. And my mom's like, it seems kind of hallmarky. And of course, then she posted. She was like, check out the movie. Goals. I know. Goals. I'm going to be like, can you weasel me in next time? Yeah. Like, I just. Slip my headshot in. Yes. Or I love, I mean, sorry. I love when like you re-see like the same, even the same cars. Like they'll use the same cars in the background. Yes. Like I'll watch one and I'm like, I remember that gold minivan. Isn't that, yeah. That's insane. All right. So it says my, the story, back to the story, sorry. In college, my roommate and I moved out of the on-campus dorms and into off-campus apartments, though the apartments were still owned by the school. The apartment was much larger than the dorms, and we had a little more freedom, though we still ended up getting in trouble for empty beer bottles, so we liked it. Okay, and then they have a little attached um, apartment layout. Red circles are where they saw the ghosts. Um, oh, yeah. okay. And green circles are where the, um, what's it called? Roommates. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Green circles are where the roommates saw the ghosts. So. Oh, wow. Like yeah. right next to each other. Mm-hmm. We'll post a link to the story because I don't want to post the picture and make it look like it's ours, but I'll yeah. post a link to this story with the thing on the Facebook page. Just Cooley Things Podcast. <laughs> so to get right to the messy shit. The first encounter we had with our apartment ghost was the night after my 19th birthday. I was asleep and for some reason woke up around 1.30. I was a bit thirsty, so I roll over to get up, but I stop. There was someone standing on my roommate's bed. I've seen him sleepwalk once, so I assume it's him, 
But then I see him move under the covers. Mm. I can't explain exactly what this thing was, but it was human in shape and relatively short, but it had a sort of electrical fuzzy aura surrounding it, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, it's my um, it's my fire alarm. Oh, okay. I have to change the batteries. <laughs> um, no ghostly activity. Sorry, Lil. One time in my house, 4 a.m., my parents are gone. It's during the middle of a storm. My fire alarm started going off. <gasps> and I, I chipped my pants. I almost did. I had to go into my garage and turn the breaker off so it's like, I can hear the rain hitting my garage. It's dark. I have to turn the light off, turn it back. And I'm just picturing That's a perfect as I nice turn to get it murdered. off. Yeah. I'm picturing as I turn it off, I'm picturing when I turn it back on, there being like fucking, you know, Mike Myers or yeah, someone yeah. there. So I'm like, my neighbors came over. They get up at like 5 a.m. though. So it was, mm. and they were, they have to, I mean, it was awful. Anyways. Um. Where were we? Okay, so the aura, if that makes any sense at all. It is doing nothing but standing presumably on my roommate's feet watching him sleep. Obviously, I'm not fully awake, so I squeeze my eyes shut, rub them, and open them. Only to discover the intruder is gone. I chalk it up to being tired, so I get some Gatorade and go back to sleep. My roommate is an early riser, so I wake up and walk out into the living room to see him on the couch. He jumps when I come around the corner and proceeds to tell me about the thing he saw in the previous night. His story is almost his story almost exactly matches mine. The only difference being that the thing was standing at the foot of my bed instead of on top of it, watching me. We stay on lookout for more weird things, but nothing happens for a while. After about a month, right before we head home for Christmas break, both of us have two sightings each. One of my sightings was, again, at night after waking up thirsty and, again, at around 1.30 a.m. This time, the same apparition is sitting at my roommate's desk, just staring at the wall. Wow. Yeah. Uh, another day, my roommate is shaving in the bathroom and leans over to rinse his face. When he comes back up, he looks in the mirror, and he can see the same figure in our bedroom looking out the window. <gasps> Ooh. I'm terrified of that. Or when you, you know, when you like open someone's, like I don't have an opening cabinet, but like my, my parents do in their bathroom. Mm-hmm. You open the cabinet with a mirror and you close and it. You close and it's going to be someone ah! in there. I'm always terrified of that. That's typical horror movie stuff. That's like, yeah, that's a classic shit. Like when I was saying, I thought the bus story was going to be like, there's no one on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Our second sighting was mutual. My roommate and I are lying in our beds about to fall asleep when we see something large move in the closet. Just a quick glimpse of a big shadow and the sound of coat hangers hitting each other, but nothing more. We were a little freaked, but the ghost never did anything to harm us, so we gave him a name, Philip, and would try to talk to him while we were drunk. (laughs) During the spring semester, my roommate and I were standing in the parking lot one night with some friends having a couple beers and talking about Phil. He and I had our backs to the apartment, but our two friends are facing us and the apartment. I see one of them squint and look at something behind us. So we turn around, and in our bedroom window, we see something peeking (gasps) out of the blinds. (gasps) We all stare for a few seconds, and then whatever it is, backs away from my window, letting the blinds sway back and forth. Nah, I'm good. That part sent me. Like I said, this thing is hard to describe. It's just a short, humanoid, fuzzy, black thing with no discernible face. 
Light has no effect on it. It's like a black hole or a void that sucks in light and doesn't let it escape. Eventually, we gather up the nerve to go back inside only to find nothing. That was the last time anyone ever saw Phil, with the exception of the closet incident. We never heard any noise from Phil. He never caused any harm or broke anything or turned the lights on or whatever. He was just a quiet, unsettling presence. We moved out the following year, but sometimes when it's ultra boring, we wish Phil had followed us to keep us company. Wow. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, I feel like that story is like cute, but also scary. Because it's like, oh, like they missed Phil. But like, it's also like, oh, like well, Phil was just staring at them. What I'm wondering was, you know, that who is Philip? Was Philip watching over them? Mm. Like, did the roommate at, you know, with the desk where he was sitting, did the roommate have a big test the next day? You never know. But here's the thing. How can Philip be in two places at once? He was both on top of the roommate's bed and the roommate saw yeah. it on top of the uh, author's bed. Because I feel like that's a lot of energy to manifest to like separate yourself in two different places. Uh-huh. Unless it was at two different times. Like he was on one bed and was like, fuck this, I'm going to go watch out for the roommate. That's weird. Weird, kind of cute, and I don't know. Unless it was happening at two different times. They exactly. Didn't notice. Yeah. Like one happened at 2.01 and then they woke up and it was two. Th- I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so my final story is labeled Grandmother's Funeral. Oh, boy. When I was a child, my sister, me, and my parents, with my uncle and aunt and their three kids, went to the, uh, would go to the countryside to visit my grandparents every few months. My grandmother would talk, gossip, and complain about her neighbors <laughs> from time to time. Um, and my grandfather would just rock in his rocking chair by the fireplace and just wouldn't say a word. I remember he always smelled like gunpowder and pine needles. <laughs> yeah. He bet on mine. Gunpowder and pine needles. Important. When I was 14, my grandmother died. At her funeral, me and my sister and cousins, all 12 to 14 at the time, wondered what would happen to my grandfather. My aunt walks by and we did ask, Aunt, what do you mean? Cousin, our grandfather can't live alone, can he? Cousin too. Yeah, I don't think he can get up and take care of himself. Aunt, what? This isn't making any sense. Me, our grandfather, what will happen to him? Aunt leaves, which was odd. We did not know what made her upset. After the funeral, my sister and I were driving back home with our dad and we asked him about our grandfather. Turns out he committed suicide 50 years ago and I... and. It was with an old-fashioned hunting gun in the pine forest nearby. Mm, nope! Nobody in my family liked to talk about it, so they never mentioned it to us. I get a shiver whenever I think about seeing him very... Oh <laughs> I have goosebumps again. Look, I get even a... on my legs. Oh my god, yes! My legs have goosebumps! I get a shiver whenever I think about seeing him very clear sitting in his chair. And I'm 100% sure I smell that gunpowder and pine. And they say that scent is also like the biggest, uh, what's it called? Trigger of memory, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. Really? You know how like sometimes you're just walking down the street and you're like, it smells like first, you know, like like first grade book fair back in like 2003. Oh my gosh, yes. Or, you know, you'll be walking, like walking around your job and you're like, why do I feel like I'm, you know, back at home mm-hmm. at my old house. You know what I mean? Every it's, it's so interesting how that yeah. psychologically So scent is you. believed to be, and probably scientifically proven, that it's the um, fastest and strongest uh, 
memory trigger. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Actually, I just remembered. I actually, if you don't mind, have another story. Go for it! I thought it was pretty interesting because it's closer to our time um, because it's called the Uber Ghost. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. So it reads, I've been driving for Uber and Lyft for a couple years now, and the story I'm about to share is both exciting and sad. I got a call to pick up a guy at a bar in the downtown area of my city, and I waited by the sidewalk for what was four men walking to my car. I distinctly remembered four men, one older and three younger, coming to my car. When they got in, one of the guys coming in from the right back door was finishing a cigarette before getting inside. There was a middle-aged Irish man in the front passenger seat, two Hispanic males in their late 20s, and one youthful male who looked like he was from Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or somewhere. This he is was, like the beginning to a joke. Mm, like they I, all walk into a bar. Us, they, they walked out of the bar into the Uber. That's God like damn it, this is after the joke is told. Yeah. All right, he was young. Get this. So okay, keep in mind, he looks Puerto Rican or Dominican. Mm-hmm. He was young with dark brown eyes and a buzz cut and bronze skin with a red sleeved baseball T-shirt and a wooden rosary. The whole ride was quiet. Uh, the whole ride, he was quiet, not engaging in any of the discussions. The other three men were talking crap, but as friends, just friendly fire. When I got to their hotel to drop them off, I remember turning on the top light in the car so that the back passengers could make sure they got everything. Mm-hmm. But as I looked back, the kid in the middle with the rosary beads was gone. They hadn't even opened the doors yet. Mm. My brain was unable to figure this out. The two young men in the back got out, and the only one left was the Irish guy. I turned to him and explained that there was a fourth rider, and he thought I was bullshitting, even laughed, and asked if I was sober. Finally, he asked me in a sort of mock tone what the guy looked like, and I described him how I did above. Then it got weird. He, his face looked more sober and said, This is weird. I don't believe in those things much, but you just described one of our friends who died before we came here to the city. He died back home in a car wreck. Holy shit. I went home after that and sat in bed trying to figure out what I had just experienced. Like his friend came with them on vacation. That's, there's a lot there. I know. That would be me though. Like if, you know, God forbid something happened to me or whatever. If, like I said, shark attack or that clan of ghosts tracks me down and my friends went out, I'd be like, you can forget about me. Yes. Always. Mm. Yes. Yes. And also be like, I didn't pay for travel insurance, so I'm getting my money's worth. Skeleton. I'm still going on that trip, bitch. A skeleton walks into a bar. Bartender gets a beer and a mop. And what happens? Because he's a skeleton, so he just comes into him and lands on the floor. So he needs a beer and a mop. Oh! <laughs> that was so corny. Hey, and right. on that note... <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. Um, as you guys know, we have to plug all our stuff, so Do it. hold on tight. All right? You guys can follow us on Twitter at JGT Podcast. Our Instagram, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our Facebook, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our Facebook group, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our Patreon, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Damn right. And donate to it. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you would like to share with us and have possibly read on the podcast, please email us at justcoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later, boo things. Goodbye. Goodbye.